eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Rush Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, and it is a big one. Let's go on over to uh, Ben McKee's house. Get to uh, Ben McKee. It'll be the two of us as your tour guides on this breaking news episode. And the reason we're coming to you is that, Ben, uh, the college football playoff rankings have come out. The first week of them, anyway, has come out. And uh, Tennessee is number one in the country. They are, and it is something that Tennessee fans are very excited about, and, and rightfully so. At the end of the day, it's it's not going to matter in terms of being the number one team on November 1st. Uh, Tennessee will want to be number one on, I guess it's Sunday, December 4th, the, the day after the SEC championship game. Uh, and, and really, you don't even have to be number one. Just, just be one of the top four teams on that Sunday, at least I believe that's when they will announce the college football playoff teams. Typically, they, they do it after uh, the SEC championship game on that Sunday. So uh, by the time December 4th rolls around, you, you just want to be one of those four teams, uh, wh- whether you're number one or, or number four, just just make the playoffs. And, and obviously, the, there are some benefits to being the number one team or, or being number two and, and whatever. Um, but it is certainly something that Tennessee fans should appreciate just because of how the last 15 years have gone on Rocky Top, and and they certainly do. I'm sure people outside of Knoxville are are, are laughing or confused as to why Tennessee is is celebrating this. I don't I don't think the actual team is. Uh, Josh Heupel did say on ESPN that uh, they discussed it, and, and they're going to take a, a moment. To, to reflect and, and enjoy it, but they won't enjoy it like Tennessee fans will. And, and again, I'm sure people outside of Knoxville are, are wondering why, but it's a culmination, just like the storming of the field against Alabama. It's just a culmination uh, of everything over the last 15 to, to 20 years. So uh, it, it's, it's rather significant, Wes. And uh, I think my biggest takeaway from the rankings, and, and you tweeted this, uh, Tennessee – does not need to win as much as Georgia does. I I think Georgia coming in at number three, I I think that they definitely need to win on Saturday more than Tennessee does. And obviously Tennessee needs to win. If they win, I think you can go ahead and pencil them into the playoffs, regardless of what happens in Atlanta. Uh, But Georgia, 
I, I think they need this win much more than Tennessee does. And, and I know you shared that same sentiment on social media. Yeah, and, and that, that to me, it matters as much as anything. Now, if you, if you want to be a sentimentalist, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, if you want to be a sentimentalist, if you want to say, well, you know, Tennessee hadn't been number one since, I guess, the Fiesta Bowl there in 98 to 99, it's been a while. And, and so, yeah, you're number one. You, you should take some pride in that. I don't care who you are. And if anybody else laughs at you for, for being happy that you're number one, screw them. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You're number one. With everything this program has been through, that's something that you should be able to enjoy uh, when it's there. And it's there. It's something to be celebrated. Not like having a parade or anything, but, you know, you ought to be happy about that. And, and then, but beyond that, though, the reason why, and before I say that, I'll go ahead and give you the top ten. It's Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Michigan 5, Alabama 6th, TCU 7th, Oregon 8th, USC 9th, LSU 10th. Other SEC teams in there would be Ole Miss at 11, I believe. And, um, uh, yeah, that is it. That That's where the SEC is in those rankings. And, and I think the reason why it matters so much – is what Ben just alluded to and and what I think is the most important part of this. And this is the reason to, in my opinion, is as much cause for anything as celebration. There are no guarantees. Tennessee could lose this game at Georgia, and it could be a close game, and then things could go the way they go, and and then Alabama beats Georgia or whatever in in the championship game. There is a scenario where Tennessee could lose this game against Georgia, even in a close game, be a one-loss team, and not be in the playoff. That is, it's very much uh, in the – it's a possibility. It's a thing that could happen. But I think Tennessee being one to start these rankings makes that a lot less likely because you would have to fall – basically you've been told that two-thirds of the way through the season your resume is clearly number one in the country. So if your only loss at the end of the year is two – on the road to the defending national champion, who at the time was number three in the college football playoff rankings when you lost to them in their stadium on the road, that you are the top, you are the top team with one loss that would be considered at that point. You absolutely are, in my opinion. And, and so that, that's why this matters. Now, that doesn't mean there couldn't be some screwery and things get go the way they go. And I'm not saying that, 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 it, that Tennessee – it's like it doesn't matter what happens in Athens anymore. It absolutely matters. And if you're Tennessee, you obviously want to win that game for a million reasons. But to me, that means that if you lose this game, you are still very much, maybe even better than a 50-50 chance of going to the college football playoff if you take care of the business the rest of the season. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, It's not the end-all, be-all was more the point that I was making in terms of uh, you you would rather be ranked in the top four on December fourth than than be ranked at number one on November first, just because there is a lot of football left, and I, I think that applies more for other teams than than it does Tennessee. Not not saying that Tennessee doesn't have critical football games coming up, but we talked about it on the Monday podcast. Tennessee is going to beat Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt, barring so, something very uh, aside, very weird. Yes. Yes, I, I am going to assume, because I'm not on the team and don't have to, to focus week to week like the team does, I'm going to assume that Tennessee takes care of business against those three bad teams. 
Georgia, they, they have some interesting games after this week. Alabama, LSU, they have interesting games after they play each other uh, this week. Whereas Tennessee, they, they, they play Georgia, obviously, this Saturday. And I, I think that you, you win and you're in the playoffs because, again, I'm assuming Tennessee takes care of business uh, against three bad football teams. And, and like you and I both agreed on, um, and Callahan was a, a little uh, resistant to the thought, but I, I think if you beat Georgia, then it, it doesn't really matter what you do in the SEC championship game unless maybe you, you get blown out, then maybe we need to revisit that thought. But I would be surprised if, if with this offense, Tennessee got blown out uh, by by anybody. So uh, this game is important because, like you said, you, you're not guaranteed anything. Uh, although I, I think that the pressure is more on Georgia to win this game when it comes to the college football playoffs, if, if Tennessee were to, to lose this game and Georgia ends up going to Atlanta – Tennessee doesn't really have another chance to to prove itself uh, because, again, you are playing Missouri, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina. Uh, is the committee really going to, to to see you do something impressive enough against those opponents to where they would bump you over somebody else? Uh, I, I think Tennessee would really need help uh, elsewhere with, with other teams losing if, if they were to beat Georgia. So uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think you're on point in, in terms of, it still does matter, even if it is November 1st. And more so the point that you're getting at, and I'm being long-winded in terms of getting to it, is there's a little wiggle room. where where, And I know it's the difference between number one and number three, and that may not seem like a lot. But if Tennessee were to lose as the number one team in the playoffs this weekend, and let's just assume that the it's a close loss on the road, I don't think that they're going to fall all that far. I think at worst they'd be five or six if they lose closely in Athens this weekend. Whereas if they were number three, like Georgia is, they would fall to seven or eight. And that is a whole lot more ground to to, to, to cover up and come back from um, because you have more teams in front of you that, that you're going to need more help from if you were to lose. So I do agree with you, Wes. It, it is – Although it's the first rankings and there's a lot of football left to be played, there is something significant about Tennessee being number one because if it does lose, theoretically, you're not going to have to make up as much ground if you're going into this weekend if if you were number three or number four. Yeah, and and another reason why I said that is because, and and this is something that I'm sure people around the country are going to be talking about, and maybe rightfully so in a lot of cases because you could argue that it's – it's a bit of an eye roller, you know. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here. We're not a video podcast yet, so you can't see me roll my eyes. But yeah, imagine me rolling my eyes. Alabama was ranked sixth, and TCU seventh. TCU is ranked seventh, despite being undefeated, despite playing a good schedule. But in terms of what does that mean for for Tennessee? Well, to me, that means that you've got a really good chance of even if you have one loss, staying in front of TCU. Now, TCU's got some big games coming up. We'll see. But Alabama being in front of TCU really kind of surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to say it shocked me because Bama and the brand recognition and the respect and all that, that just is what it is. But I really, really thought TCU would be in the top six, man. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. and But it helps Tennessee. But it helps Tennessee. It does. It certainly does. I was surprised that that TCU was number seven 
um, because they the a they're undefeated uh, and, and b they, they do have some impressive wins uh, against a Big Twelve that has some nice depth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying the Big Twelve is the best conference in football, but there's there's a nice little list of strong football teams in that conference, and TCU has been able to knock off a, a couple of them. Uh, and then you look at Michigan and their lack of a non-conference schedule, and, and Michigan's number five, but I like TCU better than I like Michigan right now because of the strength uh, of schedule. Um, all, all the other teams in front of them, I'm okay with. Um, Alabama, I, I do think, is one of the four or five best teams in the country. So I, mm-hmm. I had no problem with them being at what were, what were they sixth. I, I didn't have a, a problem with that. Uh, Clemson at four. I mean, they do have some wins that are now uh, in the top 25. Clemson benefited from some teams being ranked on the, the back end of the playoff rankings, just like Tennessee really benefited from LSU coming in at number 10 yes. in the playoff rankings. That that was absolutely huge. And I, I think it's deserving. I really do. I know they had the ugly loss to Florida State, but I think LSU is a really good football team. I think what we've seen from them the last couple of weeks is is a top eight to top 12 level football team. I really do. And they do have that one loss and they're the highest ranked two loss team. But one of their losses is to this Tennessee team that is number one. So I was fine with LSU being where it was. I know some outside of the SEC footprint weren't weren't fans of it and, and thought that that was a method just to to make Tennessee's resume uh, look better than it is. Uh, and, and then Georgia, I, I think that I would I would have had them ahead of Ohio State because they passed the eye test a, a little bit more for me personally than, than Ohio see State. That. Does. That's why I'm not convinced of because I think Ohio State would be the team Tennessee might want to play the least. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you really have to split hairs between Georgia and, and Ohio State for two and three. I, I really do. It's just my eye test. Uh, I, and the fact that they haven't lost. They, and, they're, and they're the defending champs. I, I think there should be a little bit of respect uh, in, in that nature. Um, so I was a little bit surprised that they were number three from, from that perspective. But also outside of the win over Oregon, and it's a really good win in hindsight, that they haven't played anybody. And the teams that they have played – um, have have they haven't looked good against them? Uh, Kent State, Missouri, and and even Florida. They 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 let a bad Florida team climb back into it late in the third quarter. And, and I know some Georgia media member wanted to get on the, the the media teleconference afterwards and and ask about Georgia beating Florida more convincingly than than Tennessee. And and the final score certainly dictates that, but. I I mean, Georgia, it's not like they were world beaters against Florida, like the final score would indicate. So um, it, it'll all sort itself out. There's, there's a lot of football left to be played. But back to your initial point, I, I was surprised that TCU was uh, as low as, as number seven. I, I don't think that there are six teams with a better resume than TCU right now. And in my opinion, that should be the main criteria. I, I know for some reason, out of nowhere, they wanted to talk about balance tonight. The, the being balanced football teams. And I think that's important, but you haven't really ever heard them talk about that in, in recent years. So that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Uh, and, and then I do think you kind of have to balance a resume versus the eye test, strength of schedule. But when you kind of put, put all that together, I don't think that there's six 
resumes better than TCU's at the moment. So I was surprised by that as well. Yeah, and you talked about that balance, and that's something I want to talk about too because that that surprised me a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what it means exactly yet, but but we, we will see. But I, I want to talk about that. But before we do that, we do have to get to break. We're a little bit overdue for it. Uh, let's go ahead and pay some bills, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, etc., and then we'll be right back here on this breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ben McKee coming to you from Ben McKee's house, which we need to get a name for, and we will at some point. I promise you that, uh, but we are not there yet. We have not found one. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday uh, early early November, November 1st evening here in Knoxville, Tennessee, where Tennessee will not be playing this weekend, obviously. The Vols are going down uh, to Sanford Stadium between the hedges to play the Georgia Bulldogs, the reigning national champions. 3.30 CBS, obviously, 3.30 Eastern on CBS, which, as you know, is the greatest network that ever has been invented and, and ever will exist in the history of the world. And if I don't say that, uh, uh, they, they send me a little shock on the shock collar, and then I get in trouble for that. So just reminder, it is the best network that has ever existed. We got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to get right back to it. Before we do that, though, guys, just a quick, a quick, uh, quick request from our end. And since Tennessee's number one in the country – Maybe you're feeling benevolent right now, and maybe you want to do something with that. Well, you know what? Here's what, here's, here's what you can do. Go in there and subscribe to this podcast and rate and review this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. What helps us out the most, though, is if you go in there, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. It's a labor of love. Very, very few complaints from our end, but since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there, rate, review, and mash that subscribe button, and tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell people that you see at church, tell people that you see uh, at school if you're going to school, tell people that you see walking around campus, tell people you see playing golf at the driving range, tell people you see out at restaurants, go bother them during their meal. They won't care. They're they're wearing Tennessee orange. They know what's up. They want to hear from you. Go out there and tell them that, hey, guys, I got something for you. Why don't you listen to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast? And who knows? That could be your spouse. That could be your best friend. That could be the person who changes your life forever. That could be a really, really wealthy person who becomes your best friend, and then when they die, you get all their money. Any number of things could happen. 
any number of things could happen if you go out there and tell people about it. So if you're already doing all those things, thank you. We love you. If not, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Ben, back to this issue of balance that that was discussed there late in the first segment, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because they kept talking about teams that were really balanced, and I got to tell you, I don't really care for that because uh, if one team is so good on offense or so good on defense, it doesn't necessarily have to be super balanced. Like I know statistically – You'd say, hey, if you're number one in offense and defense, you're probably winning all your games. I get that, um, but I don't know in this era that that means quite as much as it used to because I know like for for basketball, for instance, Ken Pomeroy's rankings, and I'm a member of the Church of Pomeroy in basketball, the top – Usually, if you're not top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency and adjusted defensive efficiency, you're probably not going to win a national championship. You're probably not going to go to the Final Four. History kind of shows that throughout the years. But in football, I don't know that that necessarily in this era precludes you from much because Tennessee's defense, for instance, Tennessee plays defense, or Tennessee has so many more possessions per game offensively than most teams do. So if you're looking at traditional defensive metrics – they're not going to tell you what Tennessee's defense is and is not because you have to look at defensive efficiency, yards per play. You have to look at a whole lot of other things that say, you know what, maybe they're not as bad as I thought they were. So, so I guess I'd want to know what metrics they're looking at, but, but to say all of a sudden after years of not saying this that the balance teams are what they're looking for, I, I, I don't know that, that, that I believe that they should be doing that. Yeah, and, and maybe it's a, a talking point just to, to validate their decisions and, and validate where teams are, are ranked. True. I, I I agree with your thought that they shouldn't just start doing it out of nowhere if they truly are. But but I, I don't necessarily dislike it just because I do think that that just naturally plays in to the eye test. And I I, I am a believer in the eye test and examining a team – from top to bottom, and, and and that speaks to to the level of a good team is how balanced they are. You, you you can't you can't be a good football team with a terrible defense. And I think that's the point that I'm going to go with is that Tennessee's defense is not as terrible as as people think that it is. I, I know there's some statistics out there that do them no favors. And look, anybody who has listened to our podcast all year long, all season long, knows that I, I've been as critical as the, the second and as critical on the second and third level of the defense as, as anybody. Uh, but they they're improving. They they are getting better as the, the season has progressed and, and as the college football playoff chairman uh, pointed out uh, in terms of the balance when what do you know, another Georgia media member was asking a question about uh, Tennessee and, and why uh, Tennessee should should not be number one. Asking it without actually saying it. Yeah, it's there. There seems like the. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people triggered out there right now, Ben. Yes. There's a lot of people who did not want or did not think Tennessee could do something like this again, and they are very unhappy that Tennessee is doing it. Yes, uh, yes, and and you saw that by uh, Kentucky Week. Uh, that that was well documented. Uh, but but then also on on Tuesday night on this teleconference that, that the chairman uh, did with, with media members, Boo Corrigan, uh, you, you had one Georgia media member asking 
why Tennessee was essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, and I do think that they were trying to ask, they're trying to say something within their question, and that was why is Tennessee ranked higher when Georgia beat Florida better, more convincingly, uh, and then also why is uh, Tennessee ranked higher when they're they're not as balanced as Georgia. And like I, I get it. Okay, whatever. That 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 those are somewhat fair questions. I think they're fair. I, just, I think they're fair. I think I do think they're fair. It's just funny to me that they came from that that side of the world uh, because Georgia, uh, to, to many people's surprise, as I mentioned last segment, Georgia was number three. I, I don't think it's a surprise that Tennessee was number one. I think it's a surprise that that Georgia is three and not two. But but the thing that is conveniently being left out in terms of determining Tennessee's balance compared to Ohio State and and Georgia, is that Tennessee has played a much tougher schedule than both of those teams. Much tougher, much tougher. Much tougher. Uh, Georgia, and granted, it's not their fault that they haven't played Alabama because of the way the schedule rotates, but they haven't had to play Bryce Young. They, they just haven't. Um, and, and Pittsburgh, you know, they, they haven't turned out to be a, as good of a team as, as many think that they are, but – that they still have some decent players on offense. Israel, Abedabedabeda, that, that Abe- guy. Abanacanda. Really Abanacanda. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The, the really good running back, he, he's a pro back. And, and Keem Slovis has talent and, and got banked up that game. Um, and, and then also you've seen what LSU's offense has been able to do this season. Anthony Richardson, yes, the the, the Florida season has, has not gone as well as it maybe should have, even in Billy Napier's first season. But Anthony Richardson is capable of slicing and dicing. We saw that against a good Utah team to start the season. And for the most part, aside from his passing numbers, Tennessee kept Anthony Richardson in check. But uh, anyways, the point that I was getting to was that that second question, uh, uh, kind of asking and, and comparing without actually saying it, Georgia to Tennessee, um, uh, about the, the balance and whatnot. The, the committee chairman responded that, they were very impressed with Tennessee's defense against LSU and against Kentucky. And how could you not be? Again, I just mentioned it. We've seen what LSU's offense has done recently. Jane Daniels, very good. They have talent at receiver. And then even Kentucky. I, I know a lot of people like to to, to, to <laughs> disvalue uh, Will Levis, and rightfully so. I, I don't think that he's the first. But he's still an, an NFL draft pick. Uh, and, and Chris Rodriguez still an NFL running back. They're inexperienced at receiver, but they have talent at receiver. They're fairly strong along the offensive line, even if they're not as good as they are in recent years. So Tennessee's defensive performances in both of those games, I believe, held both the six points. That That is impressive, and the committee took note of that. And so there's a lot of talk and statistics being thrown out, um, you know, trying to say that Tennessee is not balanced. But I think that Tennessee defense speaks to, to more balance that Tennessee has that then people are trying to make it out to be because of those two performances. And you can see them getting better at West. Yeah. And, and I, I just think that the, the number of people who, who clearly don't look at the defensive metrics that matter. And, and again, you know, Tennessee's defense could give up 55 points this weekend. I don't know. It's possible, but I'm, I'm saying in terms of that changes nothing about the point I'm making right now, which is that if you look at the numbers right now, there are a lot of numbers that will tell you they're really not that bad defensively, but there's a lot of people who only are going to look at how many yards they give up. How many? Well, look at how many plays are being run in those games. I mean, those things matter. It's not like you know baseball where both teams get 
you know, as many as, you know, what, at least 24 or 27 outs in a game. It's not, it's not the same thing. It's not the same kind of sport. Like it, a team like Kentucky is going to have much better defensive numbers in part because it plays so absurdly slow on offense. So there's going to be fewer plays in a game. So the metrics will tell you in some ways, if you look at the old school, traditional, just numbers, Hey, um, that is, uh, that, that, that's a good defense. But if you look at other things, like if you watch that game Saturday night, which defense would you rather have? And, and, and so I, I think that's, it's just to me, I, I guess I, I, I just got a little twisted there because I'd like to know what numbers they're looking at when they say that. If they're just talking about eyeball test, here's the thing, Ben, and, and I'll make this point before we get out of here. I, I think if you wanted to say, screw it, Georgia's the defending national champion and it hasn't lost a game this season and I'm putting it number one until it does. I have zero problem with that. None. That's not how I would necessarily rank it, but if that's how you want to rank it, I got no problem with that. None. And I think people are saying, and I think Georgia fans and some maybe some Georgia media are asking some of these questions because Georgia's like, what, an eight-and-a-half, nine-point favorite for this game on Saturday right now? And, and, and so obviously – the country writ large thinks Georgia is better than Tennessee. But they were going by the resumes in this, and if you're going by the resume, it's no, it's no contest. And if you're saying right now uh, how much damage could Tennessee do to its resume in those final three games, I don't know. I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say. That's not really their fault that they're playing who they are when they're playing them. I just think overall this is a really, really good night for Tennessee – and I think that being ranked number one and then TCU being down at seven, I think those Pac-12 teams at eight and nine, uh, Michigan kind of being punished for not playing anybody so far, a lot of those things line up to mean good news for Tennessee if it at least plays well this weekend and then wins out. And I think that, to me, is the big takeaway, other than the obvious fact, which is if you win every game, you play, you're the national champion no matter what. Yes, uh, and – this Saturday is a playoff game, and I realize that some people don't <laughs> like me saying it out loud. Uh, I got some blowback on a tweet that I sent out Monday morning, uh, just assuming that Tennessee is going to beat the other three teams on the schedule. And, and I'm sure there are people listening <laughs> that had some similar sentiments when they're yeah, listen, listening go, to the you, podcast. You got to go to South Carolina, and every time you go on the road in this league uh, and it's not Vanderbilt, you never know. Correct. But it, it, it is. Not my job, because I do not play or coach on this football team, to be locked in and only focus on the now. Uh, or uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Missouri, all three of those teams are are bad. Uh, Vanderbilt, really bad. Missouri, a little bit better. And, and South Carolina just lost to Missouri. So uh, if Tennessee loses – one of those three to one of those three teams, and that's why they don't make the playoffs. Then that's shame on them. <laughs> that, that's a whole different. Yeah, you, can, you, you can done, yeah, you done, you done goofed. Right, and, and and I'm more so speaking just for the sake of the conversation uh, as well. Assuming that those three are wins, this Saturday is a, a playoff game and a play-in game. Uh, it's a playoff game, and the winner is going to go to the college football playoffs. Uh, Georgia, if they win, and assuming they don't have any goof ups. Uh, the rest of the way either. They're going to go to Atlanta, and if they make it to Atlanta undefeated, they're going to the playoffs no, no matter what they do in Atlanta. And, and same for Tennessee. If Tennessee wins on Saturday 
and assuming they take care of business the rest of the way, they're going to Atlanta. And if they show up in Atlanta as a 12 and 0 football team, they're, they're going to go to the playoffs regardless of whether they win in Atlanta or, or not. So this is a playoff game. Don't, don't get it twisted, but I, I agree with you, Wes, I, your overall sentiment of Tennessee sitting as pretty as they can on November 1st, I, I think just absolutely rings true. I, I don't think Tennessee could be in a better position than it, it is, than it is now um, because uh, for the two reasons, I think, uh, a, if you win, like I just talked about, you're pretty much already in the playoffs. Uh, B, if you do lose, and like I said earlier, assuming it's a, a close loss, then you're not going to have as much ground to make up in the rankings over the next month prior to December 4th. Uh, because, again, the, the, the difference in 5 and 6 and 7 and 8 is is absolutely huge if you were to lose this football game. And I think if Tennessee loses close, I think they still may even be in the top four yep, uh, ne- next Saturday or next Tuesday, especially if Alabama loses to LSU. I, I, I can certainly uh, see that being the scenario, or at least four and five. And then all you need is is one team to lose. It is so much easier than, than if you get blown out. Or if, again, like I said earlier, if Tennessee was number three or number four right now, and then you lose a close one in Athens, then you probably get bumped down to six or seven. And it's just simple math. You have less teams to overcome, less teams you need help from over the last month. So I don't think Tennessee could could be in a better situation to make the college football playoffs uh, sitting on, on November 1st. And, and what a world <laughs> that we are having yeah, what this a discussion. It, it's a whole lot of fun, and uh, everybody associated with Tennessee should should enjoy this, even if it is the initial playoff rankings, because as those associated with Tennessee have, have learned, over the last 15, 20 years, it can be quite the opposite rather quickly. Auburn played for two national championships last decade, and now look at them. They are just an absolute ball of dysfunction, kind of, uh, very similar yeah, to kind, Tennessee. Kind, so. of like, kind of like the Marlins. They're either winning that ship or they, they suck something fierce. Yes, correct. So Tennessee in as great of a spot as it could be on November 1st, and uh, Tennessee fans should enjoy it because they, they surely know that it can be quite the opposite in a heartbeat. Yes, it can. And I'll leave you all with this thought. Uh, I think a lot of people, and I think probably rightfully so, in their minds at least, will say that Georgia being ranked number three in this poll will anger Georgia going into this game. And Kirby Smart's loving this because he can give his team motivation. I, I, I think that's possible. I also think it's possible that now Tennessee goes down to Athens, Georgia. That plane uh, lands down there. Those guys walk into that field. They feel like they're the number one team in the country. And guess what? We're the bully now. So come deal with us. And, and so I think that can go – that can cut any number of ways you want it. And at the end of the day, after the ball kicks off, none of that stuff matters, and the better team that day is going to win. It might matter for the opening kickoff, um, maybe for the first drive. At some point, though, the better football team that day is going to win that game. So I think oh, the rest of it is just kind of not as important. So we will see. This is a big day for Tennessee. I'm sure you all are happy. So I'm going to go ahead and end this so we can get it cut up and get it to you. But uh, unless you got anything else, Ben, you got anything else? Uh, all good it's a fun week and we'll be back uh on wednesday with the basketball preview podcast and then thursday with, with our typical thursday football pod to get you ready for the weekend and and then late friday afternoon friday night we'll we'll have another preview pod so we, we've got everything covered for you at, at go balls 247 yeah in pod you trust now because it's going to be a lot of pods this week so uh, thanks man appreciate it man 
Appreciate you, my friend. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. You can also go uh, to twitter.com slash govals247 and facebook.com slash govals247 to get all of the stuff there or most of the stuff there. We got stuff on there that we update throughout the day, all day, every day, tons of stuff on there, all good stuff. But if you want that best, most delicious, that sparkling, delicious, crystal clear East Tennessee Smoky Mountain Spring Water right from the tap. Go directly to GoBalls247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball coverage. We cover Tennessee baseball better than anybody out there. We got that for you. We got Lady Vols coverage with award-winning Maria Cornelius, who covers all things Lady Vols for us. You also get administration news. Basically, anytime anything happens over there at the University of Tennessee, we bring it to you at GoVols247.com. We also have two forums that run around the clock, the Checkerboard and the Summit, where you can go and discuss uh, anything you want that is not political or religious in nature, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we will be there to discuss it with you. Just about one of us is up just about all the time, at least, so you can go in there and do that. And you can get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month, and that's after a free trial, and that's always. A lot of times we have better deals than that, but at least we have the seven-day free trial, and then you can start paying us. And when you start paying us, again, which is less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month, if you do that, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, which is the streaming arm of CBS, Viacom, Paramount, all of it. Get all of it right there. And it's, I mean, you got stuff, brand new movies, exclusive movies, exclusive shows. You get stuff from the vaults of uh, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, all of it. And obviously everything CBS has ever done commercial free. That's a $100 plus annual value that we'll put in your pocket for nothing. For nothing. So we're giving you several hundred dollars worth of stuff for less than 100 bucks a year. Guys, that is an unbelievable deal. So please, this is a great time. Go take advantage of of that now uh, if you haven't heard from us uh, from a couple days there's been a problem we should be back here uh in, in a couple days or so you'll hear from us very very shortly until then guys be good to each other be decent to each other please there's not nearly enough of that in our world anymore god we are so mean to each other have some basic human empathy allow people their dignity try to be kind be good to each other until then be good guys see you Where's Wes at? He already put my comments out there, so (laughs) he had direct quotes. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.